Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to episode two of the podcast. It's been a while since I've, uh, I've made something here for you guys, and there's probably a good reason for it. I mean, episode one I recorded on my phone. I thought it was kind of a crappy quality, and um, I ordered a recorder. And actually, I'm not recording on that right now. I'm with my, my buddy Ryan here. Um, I'm recording on his equipment, but I did order a recorder, so you're going to start seeing more content from me regularly. Uh, but today, it's episode two of the podcast. We're on location at a Starbucks, and I'm here with my buddy Ryan from Detroit. Ryan, say hi. What's up, people? What's up, Eric? What's up, man? So if you guys don't know, Ryan has a podcast himself. He's actually uh, done a few pod episodes now. What, three, four, five? Seven, I think. Eight. Seven. Eight. I, I need to catch up and listen, bro. <laughs> Uh, seven episodes. He's got a really good podcast. So go over to his place on Anchor. Um, I'll, I'll drop a link. Sure. Uh, can you do that? Can you I do that know. in podcasts? I don't know. But anyway, I'll find a way to redirect them over to you so they can subscribe to you. Um, the reason why I brought Ryan along today, he's been a longtime friend of mine. Uh, we met when we worked at a, a company together, and now he's ventured off into other, other uh, companies and doing other things. But he's always had the same kind of ambition or spirit as me, um, working in a technical field where you have this drive to be creative. And I think being creative is really important. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. That's why I brought Ryan along. He's, I don't know, your, your mind works crazy, dude. You're, like a, you're a dreamer, you're nuts, you're creative, but it works really well for you because you come up with solutions that nobody else comes up with. And I think that's part of the reason why it works. And so I want to talk to, to you today about being creative. I guess instead of listening to me ramble so much, I want to hear your opinion. Why do you feel the need to do a podcast or, um, you know, uh, photography or vlogging? Or what's the what's the reason for creativity in your life, in your job? So, I th yeah, thanks for having me, by the way. I really no, appreciate it. No problem. Cheers. Um, I think it has to go back to kind of the beginning for me. And the beginning for me is that even though I went to school to be an engineer, and even though I did a lot of uh, my, my background was technical and I chose that as a career path, um, reality is, and my, my mom can vouch for this, my parents can vouch for this, and, and Rachel, my wife can vouch for this, I really am a creative at heart, and I really find a lot of joy in creating content in general. 17 years old, had a wedding photography business. Um, one of my friends at the time from high school did the, vi the, did the video side of things, but I wasn't interested. Um, getting into later in life, wanted to figure out design and marketing and things like that because I liked... I like the process of creating and trying to figure out new solutions, like you said, thinking outside the box. But the way my brain works, it's I'm always coming up with ideas, man, and I like to find a way to execute them. So for me, um, you can either execute on behalf of the company you're working for, but when you work in automotive or you work in a very, really strong technical company, you're kind of limited at that of, of what you can put out that creative, you know, that creative flow. Maybe in a PowerPoint, you can add a little flavor, a little spice. But realistically, it, it all comes down to what kind of art can I create and how can I send it out to, to the world so that it can be consumed? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. But th thinking of your company today you work for, like your regular job, it's an engineering sales type job, right? So you've got the technical side of things. You've got the sales side of things, which is like 95 different shades of gray, right? So you're always trying to kind of manipulate stories a little bit and in in fit your narrative. But how is the creative side outside of work, the stuff you're doing for your podcast, the stuff you're doing for your vlogging, photography, how has that helped you in your job? Oh, man, I, I mean, so much, so much. Because for me, when I go into a situation or I go into a room full of people that you guys can all picture if you can't see, but you can picture what a boardroom looks like or you can picture what a room full of 10 engineers looks like, right? It's it's It can be a pretty stale um, room, pretty stale situation. So for me... 
I need an outlet. I need somewhere where I can allow my creative flow, my mind, the things that I come up with, the ideas, it needs to come to fruition. So I'm inspired by all those things because it's almost like it's bottled up all day long. And then when I turn on a camera and start talking to the camera, or I turn on the microphone, you know, to share an inspired thought, it's like it flows out of me. And it, and it really, in one way, it comes back for me, my, my whole focus in that is kind of imitating my creator. It's like we're creative because we're trying to imitate. We're, we're all running around in, in one way, one fashion or another as big, like many imitators, um, whether we aspire to be like a certain individual or, or even deeper than that when it goes to faith. But I want to find a way to um, exaggerate that. And I think it's in the form of art and it comes out in the form of photo, video, and even audio. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, I mean, uh, you know, like any athlete or anybody who wants to be a professional photographer or professional creative, you don't just do it and then you're good at it instantly, right? I mean, it's something that's practiced. And for me, you know, if I'm working in an engineering-based type environment or if there's a sales environment, if you know how to do your job, you end up kind of becoming stagnant. You know, you end up kind of becoming complacent in your approach to your customers and what you've got going on. And so for me, it's always interesting to me to take a, a scene and try to turn that into an interesting photograph or to take a, a, a regular day in my life that probably most people would say is boring or, or it's not interesting and make a story out of it that you might want to watch on a YouTube channel. And the same thing here. How do I create a podcast you guys might want to listen to? And practicing that mind or mental exercise helps me when it comes to my job, right? I mean, if I'm uh, faced with a scenario that's different or maybe it's the same scenario, it allows me to be flexible and kind of come up with a different solution and hopefully the guys I work with or work underneath me you know understand that there's this creative license or freedom freedom license to to create based on that so for me it's not going through the motions every day it's trying to throw myself a curveball almost daily and being creative outside of work helps me be better in my job today yeah I agree and I think too part part of it for me comes down to personality like if you know me obviously Eric you know me for a long time when, you, when I start talking about creative and video and audio and all these things, I think at the end of the day, you wouldn't be surprised by the fact that I create. You, you'd be like, Ryan, that's right in your wheelhouse that fits you. And I think that goes along with the day-to-day -day job, kind of what you were talking about earlier, asked earlier. When you go into situations and meetings and business meetings, it's not that I want to be like bizarre or I want to be like, hey, I'm here. You know, it's not, it's nothing like that. But you want, you want to leave a little touch of you, a little touch of like joy or light in, in the room so that people want to be around you they, they they find interest in you and i think again it's kind of like consuming art you see a really interesting photo that's not necessarily provocative but it provokes you to a certain emotion right it provokes a certain emotion and you or pulls it out it's sort of similar in the way that we roll where we my my youtube videos or even my linkedin videos the 90 plus videos that I put on linkedin like all that stuff has its own signature like my signature ryan from detroit signature and it's something that's been developed over 35, it's my whole life, right? 34 years and 17 years holding a camera, starting with film. Um, that's really where it comes down to is trying to share that and, and see, show the world what who I am. And I do that through my day-to-day, -day, through the words that we speak, but also through the art that we create. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. I mean, if I want to transition for a second because I didn't clarify this when we started. I just kind of hopped into the topic, but I want to go backtrack for a second. And maybe I want to ask, turn this into a question for you. Sure. I've always felt the need for some reason to defend the stuff I do outside of my regular nine to five job. You know, when you make the LinkedIn videos, you're obviously making videos for an audience that's usually your customer base, your supply base, your direct reports, your boss. 
And there's also people that are, you know, just normal social media acquaintances, I guess. Um, same with YouTube videos or whatever. And that's the reason why I wanted to pick this topic as episode number two, because for me, I have this, like, this desire for some reason to defend that and explain why I have this desire to create. Um, so I guess from your standpoint, Ryan, have you ever felt like weird that you got YouTube videos out there, you got a podcast out there, you got LinkedIn videos out there, and you know people are probably watching it that you're working with on a daily basis. You show up to, you know, uh, one of your main customers, and they probably just watched your video last night where you're doing something super weird. Have you ever felt like you had to defend yourself a little bit? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know me. Uh, maybe your audience doesn't know me, but you know me. I'm pretty open about that stuff. I don't really hide it. But at the end of the day, I mean, I've I've been asked by senior management and at my companies I've worked for. Why are you on LinkedIn making videos? Like, what's the purpose? I don't get it, right? Which is, which is the whole point right there. If you think, if you slow it down a little bit and think about that statement, coming from a, um, let's say a baby boomer, uh, right? We're kind of on the edge of being a millennial, you know, but you kind of come from a baby boomer um, type audience and mentality and, and people that have um, lived through the industrial times and lived through all the things that maybe you and I haven't lived through really they don't necessarily fully understand why Why do you have a desire or need to do this? So I've had to defend it a lot, but I don't feel defensive if that makes sense. It's more of like, let me enlighten you on why this is important to me in my life. And let me also tell you why you want me to be my, my best creative self, if you will, because the, the times, and I, and I just was talking about this yesterday, the times that I found the most pivotal in my career or when bad situations happen, you get some bad news from a customer, something doesn't go as planned or goes completely opposite, and it's not your, your technical engineering training from school or like a, 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 you know, a textbook answer. It's really like, how can I create opportunity in this really bad situation to turn it around? And man, it always comes back to the creative side, and that's where I think you want people like us in those situations, and you want people who can unleash the creative like beast within them to like come out and be like, Hey, I know you do it like this all the time, but there's a better way to do it. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right in that for sure. I mean, being able to not just do the norm and like look for someone else's previous path that didn't work to come in and kind of flip it on its head a little bit. Maybe it is a little weird, but a different approach, right? If it hasn't worked in the past, that's for sure. The other thing I wanted to bring up is, you know, nowadays it's 2019, right? I mean, whether you like it or not, the brand of you individually is important a lot of a lot of um jobs professions are turning into like one-off for freelance work um you know if, if you're not known on a social media site or if you're known negatively in a social media site your personal brand impacts your employment and your ability to find more work and if you're out there and you're showing that you have a, a sales mindset or you're an engineering mindset but you can be creative at the same time you're going to be more interesting to some company than the person that just submits the Joe Blow resume that has no other uh, personality elsewhere that they can find, right? I mean, if they look up Ryan from Detroit on LinkedIn or on YouTube, they're going to see your personality, some of your craziness, some of your mindset. They're going to be able to say, okay, this resume and this guy go together, and I like this, versus just, you know, t Mr. Tom Jones, <laughs> great singer, Tom Jones, that uh, they don't know. You know, it's just I have a master's and blah, 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 and they have no personality. And so I, I truly believe that, whether my current employment is where I'm at the rest of my life or not, the brand of me is is important. So being careful with my social media input, but also being out there is important in my mind. Yeah, so that reminded me of the time that you and I, um, the honchos, went into my old university and taught uh, 73 students 
um, how to how to create LinkedIn profile. Basically, what it came down to is we were trying to help them for future career opportunities. But when I look back, we were helping them understand their self brand and th their identity as a as a marketable um, person yep. with a with a skill set. And I think it's so important. I think. Everyone talks about self-branding these days, but I think most people, correct me if I'm wrong, what, what comes to your mind, but most people, when they think of self-branding, they instantly have this like funnel that takes them down memory lane to go, okay, self-branding equals like millennials equals everyone's an artist equals like it's all these like little like titles and caveats when you think about self-branding that goes down, down, down and drills down to maybe a YouTube creator or like someone that's got a, a podcast, you know? Yeah, but let me speak on that for a second because I thought about this. It's actually not that weird. How many engineers do you know that are, you know, older that are actually in rock bands or are actually making music? That's how they're doing their, they're expressing their creative license or their creative freedom. How many of them are maybe artists or they paint or they make sculptures, they're woodworking or they do photography? So why is it any different that you make YouTube videos? Does it seem narcissistic maybe? I don't know, but it's just our generation and our way to express this kind of creative freedom. And I'm not really going for views. If you guys check my stuff out, I'm not like, I'm not putting my heart and soul into it, but I'm doing it for fun. I'm doing it for me. And so for me, it's almost like, how can somebody that's in a rock band on the side that's making music to be creative and get that side of their brain working, criticize me for photography or, or video making? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there 100%. I think, I think there's a perception that comes with self-branding and there's certainly a perception that comes with, let's say, vlogging and, and doing these things where you're pointing the camera at yourself. And people that don't understand it, it might take a while, they may come around, but they're probably not. It, you know, even for me, when I first started doing vlogs and, you know, and doing some video work where the camera was pointed back at myself, oh man, I had so many questions from people that you wouldn't even expect, even my wife. You know, at first it was kind of like, I think your stuff's cool, but what's the need? And, I, and, and, you know, as we talked through it, and she's obviously lived with me and known me for, my, for the most, most of my life, she understands who I am, so she knows that there's a creative itch that needs to be scratched there. But at the end of the day, same, same thing, Eric. I mean, we, we had some good success on LinkedIn over the past, you know, year getting into the video creation side. But I would say that, that those one to two minute sales tip videos that I created opened my opportunity in my mind to create even more on a deeper level and because I always did photography for you know for the longest time like I said since I was 17 but I forced myself and I think this is a valid point this is something that needs to be talked about I use creative opportunities to force myself out of my comfort zone so I so when I started doing let's say 10 minute or 8 minute videos on YouTube you know, the 12 episodes I did, it wasn't necessarily because I wanted to become a big YouTuber. It was because I wanted to force myself to edit and get into the editing process and understand it on the 10 minute videos so that maybe the one minute videos didn't seem so bad. And that's exactly what happened. No, you're 100% correct, dude. That's, that's what I was going to earlier is that you force yourself out of your comfort zone because once you get into a job, right? Well, think about this way. You hire into a new job or new position. You're kind of like, at the top of your game to figure out how to like survive in your company, how to survive with your customers, how to fix the problems and, and meet their needs, right? And then as you get good at that or you figure it out, you kind of, not everybody, but a lot of people will slow down and coast. And if you don't push yourself outside of your comfort zone, you're just going to kind of go through the motions and you're, you're going to become a less effective engineer, a less effective sales guy. And I think that's probably more prevalent than people want to admit because I work alongside I have friends with I mean I know these people I talk to them all the time and they feel the same way and so when I, I get asked about my creation and creative process 
that's why I'm not being narcissistic. I'm not being self-fulfilling. It's really just to keep me on my toes. And, and you know, you live every day. Why, why go through the motions? It's just a waste of time in my mind. So, No, I agree. And I think it comes down to um, the gifts that you're given and the opportunities that we're given, right? And you and I have both had near-death experiences. Um, and by the grace of God, we're both still here walking and talking, right? So praise God for that. But I think at the end of the day, we've got gifts. We've got things that are given within us. And just because I went to school to be an engineer doesn't mean I'm Ryan the engineer, right? It's like we are who we are because of what we've been given. And some of that's been given innately before we had legs to walk, you know what I'm saying? So like, I think showing the world all that and not, and not bottling it up is in some weird way, it's probably a duty. I mean, it's something that we should be doing and we should be encouraging people to do more. And I encourage my kids to do and my wife. And of course it's uncomfortable at first because it's something new, but at the end of the day, if I can add value to one person's life through a video or through, I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's true, man. Like, I've had people I've talked through on LinkedIn and situations come up where you don't realize a conversation you've had or something that you've posted is truly life altering, where it's changed the course of their life forever. And you just thank God for opportunities like that. Yeah, that's true. You've, you have very much received a lot of personal, like I call them DMs on LinkedIn based on some of the work you've done. And you've had an opportunity to reach out, connect with a lot of people, either on business side of things or on a personal and faith side of things. So uh, it absolutely works. Listen, man, I appreciate you being here on the podcast. Um, I'm going to end it now. I don't want to make this too lengthy and kind of repeat the same thing over and over again. But uh, for all you guys listening, if you have the itch to go create, but you're a little self-conscious about it, you think maybe it's some narcissistic thing, go do it. Just do it. Make yourself uncomfortable. You won't regret it. And it'll actually probably make you a better husband, wife, engineer, salesperson, whatever you do in life. If you're a dishwasher, it doesn't matter. Like, it'll it'll, it'll definitely uh, enhance you as a person. So... Ryan, man, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Uh, And, guys, uh, check me out next time, and I'll see you guys next time. See you.